Do I need a life coach? You're listening to episode 58 with Rhiannon Bush. Welcome to the Do I Need a Life Coach podcast. We're here to discuss the ins and outs of the life coaching industry and give you tools to use to see for yourself. I'm your host, Rhiannon Bush, mother, management consultant, and a passionate, certified life coach. Hello, my friends. How are you this week? I hope you are smelling the roses or getting a chance to wherever you are and that you are, I don't know, out walking or hiking or in the car or I don't know. I like to think about all the different things that you're seeing of all the people that listen to this and where you listen to it and what impact it has on you because of where you listen to it. So, yeah, it just fascinates me. I normally listen to podcasts when I'm on my walk, which I love, I love to do. Um, It's usually very early in the morning. I don't love that it's so early in the morning, but that's when I get to go. So yeah, I have my big headphones on. I thought I had tinnitus a few years ago, so I've jumped into like the big headphones, um, unfortunately, but they have amazing sound and I just immerse myself in whatever knowledge it is that I'm seeking. So yeah, welcome. Really happy to have you here and thank you for joining me and any questions that you want to know. I always love to hear from um, my listeners about what it is that you're looking for. Today's topic has been requested by a good friend of mine, Tilly, who is also a coach and a brilliant one at that. I'll put her details in the show notes, Um, but she's requested, yeah, me explaining a little bit about the big shift, which is definitely one of the things that first drew me into um, coaching as a client. So, you know, I remember when I had just moved back from London, I was in Melbourne and I was feeling very lost, uh, very uninspired. Um, I was really struggling to re-acclimatize, I guess, to Australian culture. Um, and I went to an event. It was a two and a half day event at a local school. Um, and it was just amazing. It blew my mind. And I think it was definitely the big shift that gave me that. And, you know, a big shift is a light bulb moment or an epiphany or something that happens when you realize that something you've believed is not actually true or that's no longer true. For some, it's I can't lose weight, or I shouldn't do that, or I have to do this. And more often, those types of beliefs limit us and cause restrictions in our lives that aren't necessary. We have been ingrained with these beliefs in us from such a young age that we've grown up believing them, and we've never really thought to stop and consciously address them or whether we believe them or want them to be true or not, the factual nature of the belief itself, uh, how it serves us, how it doesn't. We don't often get strategic about it because it's such a part of our blueprint that we walk through the world with. Um, But when we actually get a chance to stop and look at it and what is driving our behavior is often a belief system in something, Uh, then we can start to pull it apart a little bit and do some analysis, I guess, on it to work out whether it's true or not, whether it serves us or whether it doesn't. These beliefs often block our flow of energy and abundance that we can experience in our lives. So it's really important that we take some time to address them, to work out whether they serve us and whether we want them there 
and we want them to continue blocking us because actually that serves us or whether we need to reconfigure it or eliminate it to be able to move forward. So not only can they make us feel icky, but they do prevent our growth by shifting our focus to what we don't want rather than what we do want. Often we have these beliefs ingrained in us from a really young age. That's how we perceive the world around us. It's how we interpret information. And then it's only when something breaks or something doesn't work as we get older that we start to question it and go, well, hang on, where did that even come from? What is that? So one of the best examples is that you know, that expression, blood is thicker than water, or that you have to be friends with your relatives. So not true. And if you want to be, then that's great. But if you don't, just because your family or your blood does not mean you have to have anything to do with them at all, period. So more often than not, a belief like this is something that's happened over time and it's become unconscious, especially if we've grown up with it, especially if our parents are like, well, nope, they're family or nope, they're blood, you know, blood thicker than water. And also if we see our parents, even if it's one parent or whatever, being sabotaged or they are straining to try and keep the relationship amicable, which I've definitely witnessed in family, that you start to question whether the resentment that's felt is worth it and you need to be able to make a judgment call for yourself. But we will often follow in the footsteps of our parents, whether we want to or not, because from such a young age, we're programmed by simply observing what they do and how they behave and then we model their behavior. So it's only when something stops working, as I was saying, that we then can bring it to conscious awareness and we can start making shifts around what do we want instead. I was following someone on Facebook the other day and they were at the Tony Robbins UPW event that I mentioned the other week. And it was a clip of Tony Robbins talking about the expectations your peer group have of you and you meeting those expectations that you are a product of your environment and of those expectations. And it's funny because I've watched really successful entrepreneurs just absolutely take off. And I wonder how much of their existing life they've had to leave behind in order to become what they've become. Just to get a little bit clearer, I decided to look up the definition of a belief on Google. And the definition that comes up uh, is an acceptance that something exists or is true, especially one without proof. And the second was trust, faith or confidence in someone or something. So it lacks evidence. It lacks reasoning. It is literally something that we think we know to be true when we've never done any conscious investigation or work around it, which sounds like a terrible thing for us to base our life direction and decisions on, don't you think? <laughs> that makes no sense at all. But because of the way we are when we're zero to seven, we're in our imprint phase and we observe the world around us, we form our beliefs at that point, they become unconscious and they determine our behavior and our values and everything from that place. So it's time, my friends, to stop doing that and get a little bit more strategic in the way that we are approaching our lives and that we are trying to think about our lives and what we want and how we want to act and behave moving forward. You know, we are not early 1800s anymore. We are far more evolved and we have the ability through working with life coaches to really unpack this faster, really be in a safe space to observe our beliefs and move through it from there. 
And our beliefs are what we use to guide our behavior. So if we believe things that our social circle tells us or that we think we need to, you know, be or do or have in relation to our social circle, then we are living at the mercy of their expectations and what that we think they want from us instead of having our own trajectory and our own pathway and setting our own clear goals and expectations, which means we have beliefs around that. So beliefs are really the linchpin for being able to navigate all of this and how we determine what feels good or bad or right from wrong, our moral compass, if you will, um, you know, our beliefs inform our identity what we stand for, how we show up in the world. So it's all very interlinked. And as we make our way through the world and the beliefs that we use to guide us are questioned, sometimes we'll choose to stick to our beliefs and other times we'll choose to question them instead. So it's in the decision to stay or to go that the power lies. It's in the decision to stay or to go that the power lies. Sitting in the land of indecision is not what serves us or empowers us and it definitely doesn't move us forward with the momentum many of us want to progress with. So the reason for this is that it actually takes a split second to make a decision. I'm sure we've all heard like, oh, I just can't make a decision or oh, it took me months to make that decision. It didn't. If we're getting technical about it, what took months was what was prohibiting the making of the decision. And that is actually the anticipation of the repercussions or the thing we're holding on to and getting from the right here, right now that's also making us unhappy and wanting a shift in the first place. So if you consider a time you've had to make a tough decision and the reason that it was tough is because there was most likely going to be a sacrifice of some kind required, this may have been before making the decision like getting serious about losing weight or joining a gym, selling an asset, breaking up with somebody, before the decision's been made, there's a discomfort around what you'll have to give up in order to have the thing, right? And with every decision comes a give and a take. Even buying something at the supermarket requires you giving something up, money or the actual thing that you want. You know, do you want it? Yes. Are you excited to pay for it? No. So do you buy the thing or don't you? You know, there's always a decision. There's always a sacrifice. It's just when it comes to supermarket shopping, it's pretty minor dollars. So we don't tend to mind so much. But if it was a house, it's a different story, right? Different level of emotion, different impact, all of the rest of it. But when it comes to, you know, those big decisions, we often have to also consider what we'll be giving up. So if you move to a new country, you're leaving your friends and family. If you're joining a gym, then there's time you're forfeiting to get there and spend there. And it's also money that you're paying when you could do other things with that money and that time. So there's always a sacrifice. There's our pre-decision self who's usually unhappy about something, which is why we're needing to make a different decision than the one that we've made to get to where we are. Then there's our post-decision self, which is often riddled with uncertainty and unfamiliarity and a bit of scared vulnerability because we don't know who we'll be or how we'll be blindsided by things on the other side. We can't see it because what got us here won't get us there, which is one of my favorite Marshall Goldsmith quotes. So working with a coach helps you to make decisions that feel right for you faster. 
And this is not only empowering, it gives you more momentum than you could ever have realized you have available to you. And not only that, your coach is there cheering you on as your post-decision self works it all out. So if there are things to navigate or reconcile out the other side or further decisions needing to be made, you're supported and encouraged throughout that phase as well. So early on in someone's coaching exposure, they'll often have a big life-altering shift because they've never considered the possibilities they have for themselves. It's like if you think about the realm of your world currently being the size of a tennis ball, let's say, and that's all the room you have to move. That's how much space your life takes up and that's how it's been for a long, long time. And then after experiencing that big shift, the expanse of your world grows to the size of a basketball. At that point, life's never the same and you can't really go back. You get to take up more space, you get to own that power and you get to experience that new reality. We all experience epiphanies throughout our lives at various stages and for various reasons. A lot of the time with immense pressure because it takes that amount of pressure to call on things within ourselves that we didn't know we had there, (laughs) we didn't know was available in order to fight through it and to sit in it and keep going to survive. For many people, it's contextual and that will depend on your socioeconomic status, the country and culture you were born into, etc, etc. And I promise you, your epiphany will come far faster when you work with a coach. If you're looking to level up and get going and you're already in pain, that's the benefit of working with a coach. You move faster. That's why you work with a coach, because a certified coach can not only see the picture in the frame that you can see your life in right now, the coach before you do can zoom out of that and through great questioning, get you when you're ready to expand that picture for yourself in a way that you choose to and you want to, to give you that additional context that makes the picture itself completely different. And from there, A client will often question what they stand for, what they're searching for, and begin to discover and uncover the beliefs they want to have or question existing beliefs that aren't serving them to get to where they want to be anymore. So let me give you a better example. Can you see vaguely a picture of the Mona Lisa in your mind? Most of us can bring up some kind of image in our mind of what the Mona Lisa looks like. Now, imagine if you zoomed out of that Mona Lisa picture to get additional information about what she's experiencing in that very moment. You might see other people in the room she's sitting in. You might see something behind the person painting her picture that she's actually looking at. You may see that there's a window behind the person painting her or the detail in the canvas hanging behind her on the wall. By zooming out that little bit further, you will get additional context that informs you of the state she's in and what she's experiencing right then and there in that moment in time, which may give it a completely different meaning to how it originally appears. Another way of looking at it is If you think of entering a very large blacked out warehouse and you go in with a flashlight and you're using that flashlight to find a pot of gold and as you're going in, you look in one corner of the warehouse and then maybe another, you don't find anything and you walk back out. 
And this is what our reticular activating system does. So listen to episode 25 that I've done for more information on your RAS and where your focus is. But, you know, if instead you turn on the light for the whole factory, you're going to find it far easier to find that pot of gold located in a different corner of that warehouse where you just didn't happen to look or, which is more often the case, you couldn't find even if it was right in front of you. Have you ever had an experience where you've been so sure somebody was going to tell you something and they speak and you hear exactly what you think you knew they were going to say, but actually you discover that that's not what they've said at all? A friend of mine was telling me about an experience she had recently. She was expecting news from a doctor that was going to be incredibly negative and she'd been preparing herself for that uh, and her body was telling her the likelihood of the news she was about to experience. She'd heard what the doctor had said and she'd broken down and the doctor didn't understand her reaction because she'd said the complete and positive opposite. Thank goodness. So our brains are so wired to give us the information we're telling it to focus on, good or bad. And your coach can see that whole warehouse and your blind spots. Think of your coach as being the one sitting behind the TV screens with the CCTV footage, helping you navigate your way through the warehouse. They can see where you're not choosing to look and ask you questions to guide you into those spots. This is what gives you the big shift and why working with a coach is amazing. So coaching work is deeply embedded in psychology, neuroscience and philosophy. And that's why I said certified coach before, because coach training teaches you questioning techniques, trance states, language patterns and other forms of therapy that, you know, they work not only with your conscious mind, but with your sub and your unconscious mind as well. So through coach training, coaches are able to recognize how somebody sees themselves, sees the world around them, their values, their core needs, which enables them to help you shift on an identity level, not an environment or a behaviors or capabilities, beliefs, or even a values level, but on an identity level, which is much, much deeper and why coaching work is life-changing and long-term because it helps you to look at who you are and then spans out expands that frame as we were just talking about by looking at how you at your core determines what you value, what you believe, what your capabilities are and what behaviours you choose to demonstrate and show the world and how that impacts not only the world around you but how the world around you impacts you. It's on a cellular level, not because you were born a certain way into a certain life, but coaching gives you an opportunity to recognize it, acknowledge it, explore it, and then understand it. And from that point, making decisions to inform who you want to be, not just who you were born to be. Think of it as an opportunity to redefine you. And then you get to begin writing your story, which is amazing. Exciting, huh? And you can do it at any point, any point in your life. You can go, you know what? I don't want to be this way. I want to choose something completely different, but I've got no idea what that is. And you get to start writing your story. No matter how old you are, no matter where you're at in life, you get to do it. You can do it. And by the way, there is always the safety net of making the decision to not continue and revert back to the way you were. Always. That option is always available to you from the basketball back to the tennis ball. And that's the promise of expansion. 
You can always contract back. But will you want to? From that expanded frame with that expanded context, will you want to go back to viewing the world through your pre-decision self's eyes? I doubt it. While you can't unknow the things you learn, you can always revert back to living the way that you did pre-decision or pre-coaching. The thing about doing that is it will still be much happier and more fulfilling for you than you were before because this time around it's been your choice. It's been a conscious choice that you've made and when you have choice, you have power and empowerment. That additional context will never be unknown, but you can use it to feel better, to feel more powerful, to feel in control because the decisions you make from that place will be your own. And that will come from an increased awareness and understanding that what you had before going down that path is maybe not what you wanted and you can come back if you need or want to. And this is why self-coaching only works to a point. A coach doesn't have your reality or your context, but your coach has the knowledge that every possibility is available to you right now. You have everything you need already within you, ready to live the exact life you want to and that you choose. You just may need a little guidance, a little help to expand your current frame, your current perception and experience that big shift where you get to see that possibility for yourself. It's a magical experience and it is something that nobody ever regrets. I promise. Have a think about how you can expand your current frame of mind. How can you expand out of the picture of your current life and what additional context would help you make decisions differently and feel more empowered in your choices? I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'll see you next week. Before you go, I always find reviews really helpful when looking for new information or insights. If you found this podcast valuable, please take a minute to write a quick review about what you found most beneficial so that other people can benefit from your insights and have to listen as well. I would love that. Also, if there are any topics you want me to cover specifically about life coaching or the life coaching industry, visit rhiannonbush.com to contact me. Thanks for joining and I'll see you in the next episode of the Do I Need a Life Coach podcast.